Welcome to Bringing It Home. This is Mark Freeman. So I don't know exactly how it came to be, uh, but each one of my kids and I have a song that reminds us of each other. And whenever we hear it or see it played, we'll send it to each other or or remind each other. And I won't share all of them, uh, but with my middle son, uh, our song is called I've Been Watching You, Dad, by an artist named Rodney Atkins. He's a country singer. And I love this song, and if you want to go and Google it and listen to it, um, you'll probably know why. But I have to admit that whenever I listen to the song, I have mixed emotions. The song reminds me of my relationship with my son and what a terrific and caring young man he has grown to be. And I'd love to brag about him all day long and take hours to do so, and I have limited time here. But to say, suffice it to say that he's a, he's a wonderful young man, and I cherish our relationship. But the song also reminds me of my shortcomings. And I think of 1 Corinthians 10 where it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. The truth is my son, as probably my whole family, has witnessed me at my best when I'm bringing glory to God and I'm doing those things. But they've also seen me at my worst when I've turned from what God would have me to do. And that's the bittersweet part of this and part of the song is that my kids, my family is watching me do those great things and also those less than great things. And the reason this song in particular is so meaningful is because of all my kids, that son, his whole life has been so intent on watching what is happening around him and mimicking what he's seen and what he's heard. To this day, sometimes I can hear him in the other room where we talk him on the phone and think, oh my, I taught him that. Sometimes it's been good, sometimes it's been bad. And I think that's true for all of us parents, and we need to realize that our kids are watching and listening to us. How we respond to situations, the things we say under our breath, and the things that we do when no one's watching. And I think we need to be conscious of that to know that they're watching us. So I've come up with some strategies for me to help, uh, to remind me to be at my best and to do as 1 Corinthians has instructed me to do. And so I'll share those with you here. First one is try to let your kids see you at your best as often as you can. Do those things that you know are right. Let them see you doing that. Explain why you are doing that. We're doing this. We're helping these people because we're instructed to do that. Let me show you here in the Bible. Or I'm extending grace for this reason. Or this is why I forgive those. Or or situations like that. But explain to them why. Let them help them tie uh, it together. The second one, include the Lord in both your decision processes and when you give thanks. And when things don't go your way. So, 
let your kids see you how your faith influences the decisions you make and how you go about reconciling those decisions with your faith. And then when you give grit, thanks when things go your way, and you give thanks when things don't go your way all the time because they're not going to go your way all the time. My third point is, and I really think this is an important one, is don't give them a fish, teach them the fish. That's what they'll remember. What I mean by that is when I talk to my own kids or I talk to my students and they tell me stories, far and away they talk about experiences they've had with their parents or my kids with me than the gifts they received. So they talk about the act of fishing, being out and fishing with their dad or their mom or doing these activities more so than they'll talk about the actual fish that they received as a, as a result of that. So keep that in mind when you're with your kids. They remember the experiences that you've had. And the last one is kind of hard, but when you make a mistake, and you will, apologize and ask for forgiveness. First from God, and then from them or whoever it is that you wronged. Let your kids see that. Let them participate in that. Let them be the recipient sometimes of that. We can't expect our kids to accept responsibility for their actions if no one has ever modeled that for them before. The truth is none of us are perfect. And parenting is one of those endeavors that causes us to react in the moment. Sometimes it's rainbows and unicorns, and sometimes it's dragons and dark skies. But we can all take comfort in the fact that God, that we have God's grace, and that Christ came for that purpose, to cleanse and forgive us and to lead us to our salvation. But grace, the idea of grace, is a really difficult concept for our kids to grasp. They need to see examples of it in their own lives in order to relate to it. It's impossible for a child who has never experienced examples of grace in their own life here on earth to accept Christ's grace. It's too big a leap for them. So this week, I want to challenge all of us, myself included, to do our best to bring glory to God in all that we do and say, even under our breath, and let our kids witness that so that we can be an example to them. And finally, let us model grace in our family so that they can ultimately accept Christ's grace and their salvation. In his name, We like mixing and bangs and holding mama's hand. Yeah, we're just alike. Hey, ain't we bad? I want to do everything you do. So I've been watching you.